0: This is C-SPAN's The Weekly for June 29, 2018. I'm Steve Scully in Washington. The White House press secretary, a job that requires balancing access and information while also trying to control the president's message. Appointed to the job in July of last year, Sarah Sanders joins us to talk about the relationship between the press and the presidency, her job and what's next sarah sanders as you approach the one-year mark your job as white house press secretary what's been the biggest challenge
1: uh i mean for me personally it's being away from my family that's certainly the hardest thing the job is 24 hours a day seven days a week and it never stops um and that that's tough i have three young kids and a husband, all who still like me, which is a good thing. Uh, And they want to be around me probably a little more often than I get to be there. And so for me, that's the hardest part of this job. In
0: terms of how you get your information, how you prepare for the briefing, what's the process right now?
1: Uh, I mean, there's a number of different things that uh, play into the prep process. Certainly the most important one is talking directly to the president and being able to do my best to accurately reflect his thinking um on any number of issues and so it's so wide-ranging anything is on the table and so you have to try to cover as much as possible one of the other things is just the daily prep of being in the room uh as meetings are taking place as decisions are being made you understand some of the background story as well on how we got to a decision as well as the decision itself and so those are big parts of it Uh, and then we have an incredible team here that i work with uh, usually anywhere from an hour to two hours ahead of the briefing to try to walk through what questions we think will Uh, at least what topics and areas we think will be covered and do our best to prepare and make sure we have good information that we can relay both to the press and to the people.
0: So is it safe to say you actually rehearse maybe how you're going to answer the questions?
1: Um, Rehearse, but more like a murder board session, kind of game it out a little bit. But again, sometimes we get it right and sometimes we get it wrong on what we think may come up. And um, so you have to be a little bit prepared for all of the questions that you never saw coming. And so that, that can sometimes be a little bit more challenging.
0: And, of course, the president is right down the hall. Does he watch the briefings?
1: Uh, he does sometimes, not always. Um, he's the president, so he's kind of a busy guy. Uh, but, you know, because they take clips of it and play it throughout the day into the evening and sometimes into the next day, um, even if he doesn't watch the briefing, he may see clips of it later on.
0: As you know, Martha Kumar, who keeps close track of the briefings with the White House Transition Project, she pointed out that your briefings average about 15 to 18 minutes, far shorter than your predecessors. Why?
1: Uh, One, I don't think I I take as long to get to the point. I answer almost as many questions as some of my predecessors. But also, um, we engage with the press in a lot of different ways. The press briefing has changed a lot Uh, Even in just the time since the president's come into office before um, President Trump, you often didn't see the press briefing taken in its entirety on all of the cable networks, and now that's a pretty common thing. Um, And so being able to consolidate that out is important. But also, we have a president that's extremely accessible. And I always feel like people would rather hear and see from the president than hear and see from me. And so as much as we can highlight things that he's doing throughout the day, um, whether he's giving a speech or doing a roundtable, being able to bring the press into those events, I think, is far more important for people to get to see that and get to see him uh, than see me. We respond Uh, to a number of reporters' questions, both in we do a lot of on-camera interviews with the team as well as uh, back and forth with the ability to email all day, every day. Uh, We're constantly putting out information and getting information information Uh, to the press so that they can write stories and helping them through, uh, again, a number of different formats and venues. And the briefing, to me, is just one way for us to be able to do that.
0: Well, let me pick up on that point, because there is a lot that happens beyond the briefing. So walk us through a typical day in terms of how you feed the beast, how you feed the White House press corps beyond the briefings.
1: A a typical day is hard to uh, describe, because it's the White House, so you don't have a lot of typical days, um, but uh, often the morning start with the morning show, uh, either anchors or producers calling early in the morning, checking in, uh, to talk about news of the day, get the white house thinking. And those calls can start as early as five o'clock in the morning and go well into, um, you know, eight o'clock in the morning, people prepping for their hits. Um, also our staff here getting ready to do morning TV may check in to make sure um, they have everything they need before they go out. So that's usually kind of the first thing we come in. We have a series of morning staff meetings um, to talk about the schedule and the messages of the day and what is driving the news and um, how we're responding to all of those different things. Uh, Reporters, I have meetings with reporters throughout the day regularly, calls. Um, Plus, we have uh, a pretty unique situation in the White House that I think is probably different from most any other government I've met with a lot of my counterparts, and they're always amazed that the press can just walk up uh, and stop in my office throughout the day, and they do that a lot. They have questions, um, and they do that with all of our press team, and so um, that happens from the moment we get here until the moment we go home. We do a lot of that individual one-on-one interaction. Um, and then depending on whether or not the president has a press event, an open press, or a pooled event, or we're traveling, all those things can play into what else the day looks like.
0: Based on that, complete this sentence. The state of the White House press relations with this president is what?
1: Uh, I would say interesting. Um, it, you know, it's a, it's a constant give and take. And um, I, I think certainly the tension could be lower And I've made attempts to try to do that a few times. And um, but it's 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 always going to be a little bit of friction between the White House and the White House press corps. Um, It's always existed. I think it's probably at a heightened level in this White House. But I also think there's a heightened amount of attention that's paid to this White House and to this president. And so, um, you know, again, I'd like to see it be a little better at times but it's certainly um it's always existed i don't see it going away anytime soon
0: do you ever get angry with reporters in the briefing
1: uh sometimes i think that there is a level of respect that has in in moments been lost um and i think that we could do a little better on that front
0: do you have the president's ear
1: Uh, I speak with the president frequently, um, but at the end of the day, nobody elected me to anything. They elected Donald Trump, and it's my job uh, to reflect what his thinking is and reflect what his policies are and why we're trying to implement them and why we're trying to make the changes that we are. So I try to do that um, as effectively as possible um, and as accurately as possible. And, um, you know, I have, I think, a very good relationship with the president. um, And my goal is always going to be to relay what what he wants to do, not my own personal thinking.
0: Has he shared any advice with you in terms of how to deal with the press?
1: Uh, He does. Yeah, he has. uh, The president is one of the most dynamic figures that we've ever seen. Um, and he's somebody who knows how to drive a message, knows how to drive, uh, a narrative. And so certainly somebody that has such a great understanding of, uh, the power of the press as well. And absolutely he weighs in. And, uh, so, and, and I think that's one of the reasons that he's in the White House is because he does understand, um, the power of the press and the dynamic of it and, um, how to operate within the system.
0: You're smiling though.
1: (laughs) I'm always fine, I'm a happy person, Steve.
0: With regard to how the White House is portrayed though, if you watch cable news, frenzied activity, some call it a reality show, what's it like on the inside?
1: Uh, You have some of the most incredible people you'll ever find working extremely hard, doing everything they can to try to make our country a little better today than it was yesterday. Uh, People here really love America and they want to see the very best that we can make it. And that's what we're here to do. And I think if you walk around here and you see the time and the hours and the dedication that people are putting in, um, I think that would be a lot different than what you see on TV.
0: As you know, you have been driving the debate this week with regard to what happened at the Red Hand. You made a statement at the top of the briefing. I'm curious when the owner talked to you, what was your immediate reaction?
1: Um, uh, you know, I was a little surprised, uh, but at the same time, I, you know, made a pretty quick decision. The whole, uh, conversation, conversation lasted a minute or two and I, I said I'd leave. And so I did.
0: What does that tell you about the state of our country today in the political climate?
1: Uh, it's, it's incredibly divisive. Um, and I, I think that as we move into a midterm election, You're not going to see that dissipate. Sadly, hopefully it won't continue to to rise and we can get back to a place where people can agree to disagree. We don't have to agree on everything, but I do think that we can um, treat each other a little bit a little bit nicer
0: does the president bear some responsibility?
1: Look, I think if you look at the policies of the president, everything he's done has been about impacting all of America for the very best. Um, He's focused on defending our country, protecting our country, uh, establishing law and order, building an economy that benefits everybody, every single American. Um, And so I, I think that everything he has done as president and the policies that he's enacted are certainly things that should be celebrated and should be things that could bring us together. The fact that we have such a booming economy should be uh, a point that brings our country together and instead people want to pick it apart and attack and, and find things that are wrong with it um, and I think that we could do better on that front.
0: But the tone of the tweets and some of his statements, do you think that that is an issue as well? In the larger debate that we're having in this country on the political climate and why it is so toxic,
1: oh, the president's always been a fighter. He's gonna—he's tough. He's not gonna back down. Um, and I, I do think there is a difference of hitting somebody uh, in a, you know, I guess a, a verbal way of, of through a tweet than asking for physical harm to be brought to someone's children, uh, which we saw with members of the Hollywood elite this past week, or uh, Maxine Waters asking us to essentially any member of the Trump team or Trump administration to uh, not be allowed to go in public. I mean, that's unheard of. And that to me is totally unacceptable uh, to take things to that extreme, that's, I, I, I think, goes beyond.
0: And as you know, former President Clinton, Senator Sanders, and others said it was wrong for the owner of that restaurant to ask you to leave.
1: Yeah, and, and I appreciated, I know I saw um, former President Clinton's comments and I appreciated what he said.
0: Has there been one day on this job that is most memorable to you or a moment?
1: Um, I mean, there have been a, a lot. Of where, I mean, we're on the front row of history. And like I said before, the president is one of the most dynamic, engaging individuals I've ever been around. And so every day there are incredible moments that we get to to be a part of. Uh, I think every day we step foot in this building is an honor and a privilege. And I'm just thankful that I get to be part of it and part of what the president's doing.
0: When we last talked, uh, we talked about your father. You grew up in a political family. Does he give you advice?
1: Sometimes. And uh, sometimes I take it and sometimes I don't. But uh, my, my dad and my mom are both uh, just proud of, of the, m- my ability to be here. And um, they're parents, so I think they're going to be proud no matter what I do. But they're uh, very encouraging and very supportive and certainly uh, glad that I have uh, at least a few people that I know will always be on my side
0: and they see you behind that podium. I'm curious, how do you work the room with regard to the questions? Is there an approach that you have in terms of who you call on?
1: Not really. Uh, I I wish I could say there's some special formula, but it's really just kind of uh, trying to go to different parts of the room and cover uh, a variety of different outlets.
0: Have you reached out to your predecessors? Have they given you advice?
1: I have I've uh, I had conversations with quite a few of them um, and they all have very good advice um, a little bit different but uh, for the most part it's all about uh, you know do your best to give to give as much information as possible, uh, give accurate information, be yourself things along those lines. but a very uh, unique position of people, very small group of us that have uh, held the role that are around to to visit with each other today.
0: Marlon Fitzwater, who served under Presidents Reagan and Bush, said really the job of Press Secretary is to be a reporter because you've got to figure out where to get information across the bureaucracy.
1: I I couldn't agree more, I mean, you know, a lot of times you'll be dealing with an issue that has um, eight or nine different principles. And you've got to get information from all of them to do your best to most accurately reflect uh, sort of the overall thinking, not just uh, one player in the process. And so you're, you're always on a fact-finding mission, um, and you're doing your best to gather as much of that as possible in a pretty consolidated amount of time uh, and then relay it out to the world
0: is that easy or difficult to try to get information especially when you're dealing with national security or military or defense issues
1: oh uh, it depends um sometimes it's easier than others again I, I think we have an incredible team here at the white house and despite what you probably think uh most people actually really enjoy working with one another And um, have a great deal of respect for one another and are trying while we may disagree on how to get there we all want the same things and um, you know I think it's gotten certainly better uh, over the last several months as you get to know people a lot a lot better Um, you know coming in on day one um, you go from uh, a lot of different people from all over, the, all over the country in various walks of life thrown into a building and said, run the government, like overnight. And so some of that takes a little bit of getting to know each other and getting to know different personalities and um, who really has the right information and things like that. And so it's certainly gotten better uh, after doing this for a year.
0: So as you reflect on the first year, have you grown in the job? Has it changed you in any way?
1: I I definitely think I've grown. Um, I I would like to think I haven't changed. Um, I I think that, um, you know, I come in every day, hopefully with the same attitude I've always had, and that's to do my very best um, to give the best possible information and, um, you know, to always be myself in the process. And so, I'm going to continue to try to do that.
0: At some point, you will leave this position?
1: <laughs> yeah, at some point, we're all leaving this place, whether, whether we like it or not.
0: <laughs> but any thought in terms of when?
1: No, and I got asked this uh, before, and um, I wake up every day, and part of what my daily routine is to, to pray and ask for clarity on a number of issues, and that's one of them, and at some point, I feel like I'll get it, and when I do, I'll make that decision.
0: Well, I ask you that because CBS News, as you know, broke the story that you were leaving and you said that CBS News never contacted you.
1: Uh, They, well, I didn't say they never contacted me. I said they never talked to me. Uh, I had an email at 6 o'clock with a 6.30 deadline uh, that I missed because I was at my daughter's end-of-the-year kindergarten program. And so they never spoke to me and they put a story out um, without talking to me.
0: So what does that tell you about the state of the media today?
1: Uh, I think there's a, a real... Um, race uh, often to be first instead of to be right. And I think that's a dangerous place. And it, we used to have a 24-hour news cycle. Now we're running more like on a 24-second news cycle. And I think it's a dangerous place because there's not the same uh, editorial process that stories go through uh, before they you know, go live. And um, I think oftentimes people... Uh, Reporters will use Twitter to, you know, comment on a story, and they don't realize that that can be taken as news because they're a reporter. Um, And those are fast turnaround, and there's not an editorial process that those things go through. And I think that it's, it's not been helpful to the news to this constant race to be first instead of to be correct.
0: Do you tell editors and producers that very point? (laughs)
1: Absolutely. It's a a constant uh, thing that we remind them of on a regular basis.
0: We talked to you about a year and a half ago before you took this position. What one thing best trained you for working in this White House?
1: Um, Probably having kids. It's taught me uh, a lot more patience than I probably had beforehand, Um, but it also has given me great perspective. Uh, I, I never want to lose sight of the things that matter most, and I think that's the best driver I can have is to always know that the most important things are going to be my faith, my family, and so I think that's the best preparation.
0: Do you have any interest in seeking public office down the road?
1: Uh, n- right now I'm just trying to do the job I have. Um, I'm not aware of any office that, that <laughs> I would want to run for. I've seen uh, that process, and uh, I'm happy where I am.
0: Final question. What time does your day begin? When does it end?
1: Um, it usually starts around 5, 530, and it usually ends around midnight.
0: And weekends, what are they like?
1: Uh, it, it varies. It depends on if we're traveling or not traveling. Um, I usually try to spend some time with my family, though, on the weekends.
0: Was there one trip that stands in your mind?
1: Uh, there have been several. Uh, certainly the Singapore trip was uh, incredible, um, and I thought a really pivotal moment for the president Um, There have been some just other really neat things that we've done. I got to go as part of the presidential delegation for the Olympics and that was amazing. And um, our delegation was led by Ivanka and we had a good mix of both kind of the diplomatic side as well as the fun uh, like cheerleading side which was a really interesting mix. But Uh, Just a really cool experience, and so uh, I've had the opportunity to do a lot of great things.
0: So safe to say, despite the tensions, you still enjoy the job.
1: I do. Again, I I love um, our country. I think the president is doing some incredible things, and I'm blessed to get to be part of it.
0: If there's anything you could change, what would it be?
1: (laughs) Probably shorter hours. Less reporters, maybe. In all honesty, I think the thing that that could change, it would be sort of the the interaction. Um, I I think often when the cameras are off, the interaction between the press and um, the press team is at a much uh, de-escalated version, and I think that that would probably benefit everybody if that could be uh, what was on the cameras as well.
0: Quick follow-up, are the briefings still useful?
1: Um, I think they can be, but I think they've become more uh, times about trying to have a gotcha moment or a breakout moment maybe for a reporter than they have about actually just getting information.
0: Do you want to name names?
1: No, I think everybody that's uh, tuned in can figure that one out on their own.
0: Sarah Sanders, thank you for letting us stop by your office here in the West Wing. We appreciate
1: it. You bet. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to C-SPAN's The Weekly Podcast. We hope you subscribe and find other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts.